That would be you, wouldn't it? Tanisha Grace, let the church say amen. Sister Nisha, have you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And do you still want to be baptized and become a part of the St. Paul Church? Amen. I'm going to ask any family and friends of Tanisha, would you please stand? All right, I want all my deacons to stand. All my deacons, amen, and deacons in training. I want y'all to stand. This is our family, Based upon your confession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we baptize you this morning. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. We're getting ready to start our worship experience. Let me just say to all of those that are joining us on our various platforms, on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Vimeo, on the telephone, our Zoom congregation, welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you. So real quick, do me a favor. If you're watching us on Facebook, if you would, text this uh, to, your, uh, 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 to your personal network. We don't want to start a separate chat. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you would, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We want to get up to 2,000 subscribers by the summer. And if you would, share this link of this worship experience with others that are part of your personal network. And wherever you're watching us, would you just please just put in the location where you're watching us. Amen. We want to take note of that and we take delight because we have people that are watching us from all over the country and around the world. So let's give God praise. Reverend Richardson is going to lead us in our worship experience. Amen. She comes to give us the call to worship today. Sunday morning. I wouldn't be anywhere else on a Sunday. 
Just continue to put your glad hands together as we have the congregational hymn. It is called The Glory of These 40 Days. And do you know what that song is all about? It's about Lent. It's about going to the cross. It is a beautiful selection. So through your mask, we want you to sing to the glory of God, the glory of these 40 days. Our scripture reading will be 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I'll be beginning at verse 16, and I'll continue until verse 21. So now, on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, 
who is reconciled to us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, no, not counting people's sin against them. And he has committed us to the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. And though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. It's the blessed word of the Lord for us today. Join me as we pray. God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this time. It is hallowed. It is set aside for your worship. God, we glorify your holy and righteous name. God, you are worthy of everything that is going to happen today. God, we thank you. We lift you high, God. For you, there is no other. There's no one that is more important than you. So God, come and saturate this place from the top to the bottom, from the left to the right. God, we are your waiting congregation. We are excited about what you're going to bring to us today. God, make us worthy to hear it. Make our hearts open to feel it. God, we thank you for this time. It is set aside for your glory. And we are your waiting congregation, waiting to hear a word from you, God. And we thank you for our space in the building. From moving from a pandemic to an endemic. God, we thank you because you didn't have to do it, but you brought us here. So God, we thank you from wherever we are in the congregation, in your seats, in your homes, wherever we are, God, we thank you for bringing us to this safe place, this place where we can worship you in spirit and truth. God, we thank you for it and we believe you for it in advance. So we all say amen, amen, and amen. You may have your seats in the presence of the Lord. We will continue in our worship with our choir.
God is great and greatly to be praised because there's something about the name of our God. Let me try because I thought I was at the St. Paul Baptist Church. There's something about the name of our God. 
Yahweh, Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Sekinu. Our God is a righteous God and our God is a sovereign God and he deserves all the glory, honor, and praise. Am I talking to anybody in the house that know we serve, we serve the eternal the God that did not begin to be. Thank you to our adult praise team for reminding us of who God is and what God has done. It is my wonderful and blessed privilege to introduce our newly baptized disciples, Sister Tamisha Grace and Brother Tobias Huntley. And I'm going to ask, amen, let's give God praise for them. And I'm going to ask that they will come forward at this time. Amen. God is great and he's greatly to be praised. We want to celebrate and commemorate and thank God for the gift of you. We are more than humble that you all have uh, decided to become part of the St. Paul Church through the, what we call the ordinance of baptism as far as being baptized. So there are a couple of things we want to give you. First of all, we want to give you your own Bible. And you may have already have Bibles, but this is a Bible from your church. Um, to Tobias, it's a Bible that you can easily understand. To Sister Tamisha, it's a Bible that you will appreciate and thank God for. I want to say to Tobias, read your Bible. If you have any questions, go to Dr. Sherelle. Amen. She got all the answers. Amen. Amen. And Sister Tamisha, uh, uh, we want part of one of our teaching ministries as well as uh, our Sunday morning live. And, of course, any question that you have, see Reverend Richardson. She got all the answers. Amen. So, so with that, Tobias, would you come quickly? I want to present to you your Bible and your baptismal certificate. This certificate means you got a new birthday. Now, I don't know when your original birthday is, but this is your spiritual birthday, that you were birthed into the body of Christ. So, tell uh, Dr. Sherelle to take you, go get some ice cream and cake and candy to celebrate your new birthday, all right? So you get two birthdays a year. I want to give this to you, amen. <laughs> to my sister Tanisha, God bless you. Thank you so much for humbling us and honoring us. Uh, and I want to give you your Bible and certificate as well. And so St. Paul, can we celebrate our new disciples? We could do a whole lot better than that. This is how the church really grows. Through the ordinance of baptism. Amen. 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 Come on, we can do a whole lot better than that. Certainly, God is great and greatly to be praised. We are uh, definitely excited uh, to welcome these persons. And uh, as Reverend Richardson would share, I believe we have. We're starting to see you on Saturday. God, I'm going to be working hard. We got 30 new disciples that we will be taking through CEO. We got 30 new disciples that we're going to be taking through CEO. And uh, that is just absolutely, it absolutely blows my mind how the Lord is growing his church. Amen. Amen. It, it is blowing my mind how the Lord is growing his church church. Let me 
uh, just say as we move forward as far as our um, uh, observation moments are concerned, there are a few things that I want to share with you as far as our time together is concerned. First of all, just want to say today that our Sunday morning live class um, will be having a special outing, and I believe they're taking pictures. Yeah, they, anybody that's part of Sunday morning live, uh, you can take pictures. But the reason why I want to celebrate Sunday morning live, and I want to thank uh, Reverend Richardson for doing this, is because when we shut down two years ago, two years ago, um, we didn't know what we were going to do. And I ain't going to lie, I was throwing stuff up against the wall to see what stick. Um, and, and the Lord allowed for us to navigate this pandemic in an incredible way, in an incredible way. And, and I, could not, I could not have done this without uh, our staff as well as our leadership team between the board of directors and the deacons ministry. And, of course, our staff has just been uh, the Aaron and the her for me as uh, we've navigated this. And one of the key components was Sunday morning live because we couldn't come together. We could not come together. However, ever since the pandemic, on the fourth Sunday, we started Sunday morning live virtual. And we had more people to join and participate in Sunday morning live virtually than we did in person. Uh, I believe that our Sunday morning live uh, classes almost increased by two-thirds. And certainly God is to be praised for that. And so for really 104 weeks, they've been doing this. So I want all my Sunday morning live teachers, would you please stand and can we celebrate them? Let's give God praise for them. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all so very, very much. We had Sunday morning live in the morning for our adults. We had Sunday morning live for the kids in the afternoon. And, and I just want to salute you all. And I just want to thank you all for your incredible hard work pounding at this for uh, 104 weeks straight. That's two years, 52 weeks, as far as the year is concerned. So uh, if you want to take a picture, I believe that there's a picture post out there. You can post it online, amen, to celebrate this. I just also want to talk about how great of a revival we had this past week. And if you weren't able to join us, you missed the treat, but we do have the replays on our various networks that you can go check out. Uh, Dr. Bishop Rudolph McKissick, Dr. Cynthia Hale, and Dr. F. Bruce Williams were just absolutely amazing, absolutely incredible. And we also want to thank God for our music ministry that blessed us beyond our wildest imagination. This week, this week, Kaya Charlotte is doing a collaborative event with our social justice ministry honoring Women's History Month this Tuesday, Tuesday, March 29th, 7 o'clock. Uh, instead of Wednesday, we're going to be talking about the past, present, and future women of color, redefining culture and community. And this is going to be an interactive session on social justice and issues that impact black women. And so we're going to have uh, Dorothy Count Scoggins, uh, First Lady Peer, uh, Sister Lisa Murray, Dr. Sherelle Fuller, Sister Ashley Jones Rozier, and it's going to be hosted by Minister Erica Minor. Uh, so join them this Tuesday. Online, 7 o'clock. Also, we want to mention that Resurrection Sunday is coming. 
Let's give God praise for that. Resurrection Sunday is coming. Starting next Sunday, starting next Sunday, as we make preparation for Resurrection Sunday, starting next Sunday, we're going to be uh, increasing our seating capacity. We're going to be increasing our seating capacity. We're going to be uh, increasing our seating capacity from six feet to three feet. And uh, I believe that also next Sunday, um, you won't have to register to come to service. Um, you can come to service, but we will still be doing temp checks as you come in. Because if your temp is high, you know what that means? You got a fever, which means you got an infection, which means you don't need to be here. So we're still going to do temp checks. And so if your temp is high, we're going to ask that you not come in. No, I'm not going to ask. We're going to tell you not to come in. And, and we're going to send you back home. Um, but we're going to do, we'll continue to do temp checks. Uh, we want you to self-monitor, self-regulate, but we will not be doing um, the paper registration. We will not be doing online registration. However, we will sense when we have reached capacity as far as the church is concerned. And if we reach capacity, then we're going to have to turn people away and figure out what we're going to do next. However, next week, that's when that's going to start. Also, just want to mention that on Sunday, April the 24th, is our church's 122nd church anniversary. Amen. And our guest preacher, our guest preacher for that day will be my classmate, the Reverend Dr. W. Franklin Richardson, the pastor of the Grace Baptist Church in Mount Vernon, New York. Uh, we're asking for a special offering, a special offering from um, all adults, a special offering, sacrificial offering of $122 to celebrate 122 years of existence. This is above your tithe. And so those that can, join me and Pierre as we will be given $122 apiece just to thank God, just to thank God for how God has done an incredible and amazing work with the St. Paul Church. Amen. 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 How many of y'all know that the Lord has used this church mightily and used you mightily in this church? So please uh, uh, join us as far as that is concerned. We want to, of course, encourage you to um, we want to, of course, encourage you to get vaccinated. Uh, that's how we're going to stop the spread of this virus. Get vaccinated. And if you don't feel good, please stay at home. Amen. Amen. Um, at this time, we're getting ready to transition to prayer, and there are several prayer concerns I want to lift up to you all uh, as we move forward as far as this worship experience is concerned. And so as we prepare to go to the Lord in prayer, we want to lift up the family of Brother Elliot McDonald, the husband of disciple um, Batarius McDonald. His services will be held today at the Greater Temple Baptist Church in Charlotte, quiet hours at 2, and the services will be held at 3. Uh, we want to lift up the family of Sister Geraldine Wilson, the grandmother of Sister Carisha Brown. Her services were yesterday. The family of Mario Greer, the nephew of disciple brother Gerald Stevenson. His services were Tuesday at the University City United Methodist Church in Charlotte. And we want to lift up the family of Sister Betty Rose Gaddy, the sister of disciples Deacon Ethelene Powell, Minister Lizetta Gaddy, brother Jimmy Gaddy, and brother uh, Philip Gaddy. We want to continue to lift that family up in prayer. Um, and we want to lift up um, Sister Pecola Knight, um, of course, our pastor emeritus, Reverend Paul Drummond, and 
Lady Thomasina Drummond, and there may be some other names that'll be scrolling echo down the list that uh, you would like to lift up. Now, I need to just, if you could, I want, I want to share one thing before we get ready to go into prayer, because the death angel has really been hitting this church hard. Um, it's been hitting our disciples hard. And um, this is something I don't take for granted. And, and I want to share with you, uh, again, I got to address social media crazy rumors. And I did this last week, and I got to do this again this week. Um, because someone uh, was putting out that we were having funerals for non-disciples. And let me just share with you all quick, fast, in a hurry what's been flowing here at St. Paul. We've been doing funerals because, first of all, as your pastor, my first obligation and responsibility is to the disciples of this church. Testing one, two. Because a lot of us get this church thing wrong. Yeah. My, my first obligation ain't to the community. It ain't to the city. It's to the disciples of St. Paul Baptist Church. All right? Let, let me say that one more time for the Holy Ghost because y'all looking at me strange because that's because we have a crazy ecclesiology. My first responsibility as pastor is to any person that's a disciple of this church. All right? That's my first obligation and responsibility. Your obligation and responsibility as being part of St. Paul Church is to maintain connection through service, through giving, through prayer, and through connection. We've had persons who have claimed to be part of St. Paul Church, and we haven't seen them in five years. And then when something happened, they won't come to church, and we ain't got no record of them giving. We ain't got no record of them participating. We ain't even got no record of them having been here. As a matter of fact, we don't even have a record of them engaging in our vir virtual platforms. Now, how do you know that? Because whenever you engage in virtual platform, your name is on the virtual platform. That's how we know. So we have persons who haven't been a part of the church or haven't been engaged. So they've been really inactive or non-member or not part, all right? Because we dropped dead weight. When I got here, we had to eliminate close to 6,000 people from the rolls because a lot of them were dead and gone. Because we had on our church roll 11,000 folks. I know good and well we ain't got no 11,000 members. And the number we're throwing out of 5,000, I don't even know if we really got that. But I know what we're rolling with as far as giving members are concerned and participating members. Are y'all feeling me? Membership has its privileges. And membership has its responsibilities. And so there are folks who are saying, y'all having funerals for people who aren't part of St. Paul. You're absolutely right. We have been. And those churches or persons who have been having funerals here paid for everything we did. Use of space, our media ministry, our anything that, 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 that we had to put out, they paid to use this space. It wasn't free because we didn't open up except for, for the disciples of the church. Now, this is what I want y'all to understand. Tell your cutting them. I'm pastoring now. Tell your cutting them. 
that, 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 that we have not been doing that. Anybody who has used this church that was not a disciple of this church, they paid to use the space. So that's the only way that we've allowed for people who weren't, quote, disciples of this church to come in and to use the space. Am I making myself clear? And am I making it clear how we're rolling here? Because some of y'all looking at me kind of cross-eyed. Because here's the thing, and this is, this is what y'all got to help me with. I know I'm going to make somebody mad, get somebody T-shirt in a, in, a, in a tizzy. But if you didn't come to church when you were alive, Why you want to desecrate somebody and roll them up into the church when they dead? The church, hear me and hear me well, the church ultimately is for born-again believers. We are to invite people to become a part of our local assembly so we can, first of all, care for them as they care for us. It's a mutual respect. Am I making any sense? All right? So I just want you all to know, so y'all can kill some of these rumors because I need some rumor killers. Because here's the thing, and I'm, I'm getting ready to move into prayer. Come on, Reverend Richardson. Here's the thing. The reason that I'm addressing this is because gossip and dissension can mess up stuff in the church quicker than anything. And a lie will go around the world 15 times before truth ever hits the ground. All right? So this is why I'm dealing with this just like I had to deal with some mess last week. I'm dealing with some mess today. And so y'all are going to help me kill the mess. So y'all are going to be my evangelist dissension, dissension killers as far as rumors and gossip is concerned. So I need y'all to share that. Those watching me on Facebook, can y'all handle that for me as well? Amen. God bless you. All right, Reverend Richardson, would you come and lead us to the throne of grace? Our Heavenly Father, awesome God. We come now, God, because you are the only one that can take care of us. You are awesome. You are our supplier. You, we magnify and we glorify your holy and righteous name. God, we come to you as humbly as we know how, God. We First, God, we ask you to forgive us of all sin, of omission and commission. Anything that we have done that separates us from you, that keeps you from hearing our prayer, God, we pray that you would remove it right now in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. God, we are thankful today. God, we are thankful because when we are thoughtless, you consider and you can continue to think about us. When we are careless, you still care for us. God, when we are unlovable, you still love us, God. And for that, we say thank you. God, we thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, God. We thank you for all of the provision that you make with us, for us from day to day. God, we glorify your holy and righteous name. God, continue to make us worthy of all that you are doing in our lives. Holy Spirit, come now saturate us from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet. God, we pray now for those that can't pray for themselves. God, we pray right now that you would take this prayer and move it and transfer it over to the hospital beds, God. Lift somebody's head so they will know that we're thinking about them, that we are praying for them, God. We pray that you would open up.
open up their eyes, God. We pray for those that are in the nursing homes, God. We pray that we would that they would get the best care that they can receive at any facility. God, we thank you and we pray for those that are in the hospital. God, we pray that everyone that will come will touch and anoint them in the mighty name of your son, Jesus, God. Give them everything that they need. God, I pray healing for all those that need it. God, I pray for the families that are saturating and that are encircling their families, God. Let them not get weary in well-doing, but let them continue to take care of their loved ones the way that they need to. God, we love you. We honor you. We glorify your holy and righteous name. God, we know that we seal this right now with the word. We said we know you can do it because you've done it over and over again. So God, right now, do what you do best, which is love us, which is take care of us, which is to make provision for us, which is to heal us, which is to take us from place to place. God, we're calling it done in your name, and we thank you in advance for it. Can everybody join me in an amen? Amen. 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 Come on, let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserves. Thank you, Reverend Richardson. Thank you, Reverend Richardson. It is time to give. 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 Let me try that one more time for the Holy Ghost. It is time to give. Amen. What a blessed opportunity it is for us to partner with our God through the act of worship as far as giving is concerned. And as we prepare to give, there are several ways you can give here at St. Paul. The first way you can give is, of course by either mailing a check or a money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. Or you could drop off your check, cash, or money order at the church. But if you would do that, call the church office first at 704-334-5309 to make sure someone is here to receive your offering. And we're going to, of course, put it in the safe. Second way you can give is through our various platforms, through uh, Vimeo, as, uh, through ACS, as well as Church Life. You can give through our website on those particular platforms. The third way you can give is through the app called Givelify. If you don't have that app on your smart device, download that app, connect it to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks, you can give. Just search for St. Paul Baptist Church, Charlotte, North Carolina. And then finally, if you have a physical offering in the house today, if you have a physical offering in the house, you can give by placing that offering on the basket in front of you uh, that is closest to you. And at the appropriate time, we'll tell you when to do that. So however you're going to give today, uh, either physically or virtually, if you would take your offering uh, and hold it up and let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come and we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to partner with you through the act of worship through our giving. And God, we come and we give not grudgingly nor out of necessity, but cheerfully. Why? Because you love the cheerful giver. God, if you would take these gifts of ours and multiply them in a Godful way so that your word, your work, your witness, and your worship can go through the tribe known as the St. Paul Baptist Church. It is in the name of Jesus we pray, and in his name we claim it done. Let every heart that truly believes say, Amen. For those that have a fiscal offering, if you would, at this time, just place it in the uh, basket that is on the row in front of you. Our ushers, as well as our receiving team, will gather them for our count.
It's preaching time. It's preaching time. And while this was not on um, our schedule as far as um, slated things to do, it is what I would call an unexpected blessing for me to present to some and introduce to others our preacher for this morning. She is uh, a preacher extraordinaire, and if you've never heard her before, trust me, after you hear her today, you'll never forget her. Uh, she is none other than the Reverend Dr. Jasmine Skurlock, uh, who is the founding and lead pastor of the Victory Grace Center in Landover, Maryland. She is a daughter of the late Reverend Dr. Charles Edward Booth. She is my sister as well as my student. She did her doctoral work with Dr. Booth and me, oh, years ago. And uh, the Lord has allowed for her to preach really all over the world, uh, in Africa and Canada and the Caribbean and Europe and of course throughout the United States. She has shared on the stage at Hampton and God has just placed a calling upon her life to encourage, equip, and educate those to know who God is by saving faith in Jesus Christ. She is the former pastor of the Shiloh Baptist Church in York, Pennsylvania, as well as the city of Jericho in, in Landover. And God placed a wonderful blessing and burden on her heart to start this work known as Victory Grace Center. And just in a short time, this church has grown in an amazing way. But what I appreciate about um, my sister, Dr. Jazz, is her preaching capacity to share the unsearchable riches of the gospel. She is a native of Trinidad and Tobago. And so you're going to hear that flavor of her accent uh, come through. And I think that's part of God's genius of allowing for her to share the word of God. So I want to present to some and introduce to others my sister and my friend for many, many years, the Reverend Dr. Jasmine Jazz Skurlock, the lead and founding pastor of the Base Grace Victory Grace Center in Landover. Pray for her and with her that the Lord will use her today in a mighty and magnificent way. And I guarantee, St. Paul, you're going to be blessed because you sat at her feet today. Let's give God praise.
would you join me in a word of prayer? Father, we're grateful on this morning. We're grateful that you woke us up this morning. We're grateful for the activities of our limbs. We're grateful that we had clothes on our back. We've got shoes on our feet. We're grateful that we got a roof over our head. We're grateful that although a million people die from COVID, we were not one of them. We're grateful for our family. We're grateful for food. We're grateful for strength. We're grateful for faith. But most importantly, we're grateful for the blood of Jesus. We're grateful that because of the blood of Jesus that we are alive on today. And so God, we bless you on today. This morning, God, we ask that they will not see jazz, but they will see Jesus. We ask that they will not hear jazz, but they will hear Jesus. And when all is said and done, we thank you that your name will be glorified, your people will be edified, and the very devil will be horrified. Because we ask it in the precious, the powerful, permanent name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all the grateful people, come on and put your hands together and give God a hand of praise. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, you can do better than that. Clap if you love the Lord. If you're safe and you know it, clap your hands. If you're sanctified and you know it, stop your feet. And if you believe God for a miracle in the next 45 minutes, would you open your mouth and throw your head back and give God your best praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, bless him one more time. Come on, bless him one more time. Bless him one more time. Bless him one more time. You may be seated in the presence of God. Would you thank God for the praise and worship? Some man, let him know. Let me know if it's me that's making the mistake. All right, thank you so very much. Would you help me celebrate the BMW? That's the black man that carries the word. Give it up for my good friend. The Reverend Dr. Robert, come on, Scott. Come on, thank God for your pastor, my friend. Uh, we're so grateful. We're so grateful. We're so grateful for your kindness down through the years. I consider him my big brother in the ministry. I was uh, honored to be a student at United Theological Seminary with my father, the Reverend Dr. Charles Edward Booth. And uh, because of Dr. Scott, I was able to get through that with flying color. And so I appreciate it. And I was preaching for him years ago in East St. Louis. And uh, then the Lord upgraded him and sent him to Amazing Church in here in Charlotte, North Carolina, the St. Paul Baptist Church. Amen. God bless you so very much. I feel like the Queen of Sheba. I heard about you from afar. Until I came and saw it for myself, and the half has not been told. And so we honor you, and we celebrate you. To those of you who are in the Zoom world, the Zoomologists, amen. God bless you. Those of you on Facebook, Twitter, IG, wherever you are, we greet you in the only name that matters, and that is the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're here for a conference. We're here this week with Bishop T.D. Jakes, and so I decided to come in a couple of days early. Amen. I'm planning on golfing on Monday. 
Monday and Tuesday, amen. But I get to hang out at St. Paul on today, and so we're honored to be here. I want to encourage you to stay in touch with us, and the way you do that is on social media. So if you're on Twitter, I am Dr. Jazz. Facebook, I am Dr. Jazz. Snapchat, I am Dr. Jazz. WhatsApp, I am Dr. Jazz. MySpace, I am Dr. Jazz. In Zoom, I am Dr. Jazz. Even if you go to hell, the devil know I am Dr. Jazz, all right? So wherever wherever you holler at me, I promise to holler back at you, amen. I am Dr. Jazz. And I've got my son and his wife in ministry. I had an opportunity of ordaining them and marrying them, and they relocated. They now live in this area, and that's Reverend Bill Wormley and his lovely wife, Cheryl Wormley. Can y'all help me greet them the way you do it at St. Paul? And then... One of my dear friends, Sister Kim, is here somewhere. I think I saw back there some of my good friends are here. And so thank you so very much for being here on today. There is a word from the Lord. It's found in the gospel according to St. Luke, the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 7, the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 7, reading particularly at verse number 36, verse number 36. In the last two years, Pastor Scott, I've been preaching without high heels, so I got the heels on today just for St. Paul, all right, just, just for St. Paul. After COVID, between COVID, I got with all my high heels, but I, I pulled out one today, all right, I pulled out one today so I could at least be five foot five in the pulpit, all right, but I'm really five foot four. The gospel according to St. Luke chapter seven, reading particularly at verse number 36, all right, verse number 36, gospel according to St. Luke chapter seven, and while you're there, just wave it at me. I know you can't holler with those masks, so just wave. All right, go ahead. All right, they can holler with their masks. Luke chapter 7, verse number 36. And here begins the reading of the word of God. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said, two people owed money, a certain money lender to a certain money lender. One owed 500 denaro and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned towards the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet. But she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not kiss me, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. 
Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sin? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. I want you to go in peace. On this last Sunday of Women History Month, brothers, you can eavesdrop for the next 40 minutes. But I want to talk particularly to the women, and I want to preach from the subject, the gift of acceptance. Come on, go ahead. The gift of acceptance. Put your hand on yourself and say, I got the gift of acceptance. Jesus is at the dinner party, but this dinner party is not a normal dinner party. Jesus is at a dinner party that is hosted by a brother by the name Simon the Pharisee. And the Bible said that while Jesus is at this dinner party, my goodness, that there comes a woman that Luke describes simply as a sinner. At Simon the Pharisee's party, Jesus is at this party where Jesus should be honored, but yet in spite of Jesus being honored by Simon, Jesus is being dishonored. You see, as Jesus shows up at this Pharisee's house at this party, there is no attention that was given to Jesus by Simon. There is no affection that is given to Jesus by Simon. There is no appreciation from the host of the party. Simon invited Jesus not for a celebration, but Simon simply invited Jesus to his house out of curiosity. You see, by now, Pastor Scott, Jesus' fame is spreading. Jesus has just healed the centurion servant, and he just raised the widow's son. And Simon the Pharisee had heard about Jesus, but he did not believe the hype. So he invited Jesus to his house with his family and his friends, not because he believed in Jesus, but rather he wanted to see if they were, what they were saying about Jesus was true. We know this, that because Simon did not do exactly what he needed to do for Jesus. You see, whenever a guest invited somebody of importance to their house for a fellowship or a party, there were some things you needed to do to let the guests know that they are in a place of honor. You see, in Jesus' day and time, when an honored guest comes to the house, you have to pay them attention by doing some particular things. Number one, you had to start washing their feet. But you'll notice that Simon does not wash Jesus' feet. Number two, you had to kiss the guests. Notice that Simon does not kiss Jesus. Number three, they will put roses around the important guests, but Simon does not do any of those things. Simon does not kiss Jesus. He doesn't drop roses around Jesus. He doesn't even wash Jesus' feet. In other words, Simon does not give Jesus, number one, any attention. He doesn't give Jesus any affection. And he doesn't give Jesus any appreciation. Have you ever been in those kind of climate that while you are in the room that nobody is showing you any attention? Have you ever been in a situation where there is no affection? 
position? Have you ever been working on a job or even in a ministry and you don't feel any appreciation? Simon does not accept Jesus. He does not give Jesus any attention. He does not give Jesus any affection and he surely doesn't give Jesus any attention. What Simon offers Jesus rather is judgment. Can I talk to somebody? All through the story, the only thing that Simon offers Jesus is judgment. And judgmental people struggle with acceptance. Whenever you're judgmental, it's hard for you to accept the grace of God. And it's hard for you to give grace to other people. Luke said that while Simon does not give Jesus any attention... While Simon does not give Jesus any affection and any appreciation, Kim, the Bible says that there comes a woman from Charlotte, North Carolina. There comes a woman from the city and Luke describes her as a sinner. Notice Luke does not take the time to tell us the woman's name. All Luke tells us if there comes a woman who crashes Simon's party and does everything that Simon should have done for Jesus. I believe on the fourth Sunday in the month of March, there is one of these women who showed up to show Jesus some attention, who shows up to give Jesus some affection, who shows up to tell Jesus how much you appreciate him for waking you up this morning and starting you on your way. Are there any women at the sound of my voice who said, if I only got one hand, I'm going to wave my hand and tell God, thank you. If I only got one breath in my body, I'm going to use the breath I got to show God how much I appreciate him. And the Bible said she crashes Simon's party. She anoints Jesus' feet. She kissed up on Jesus in such a way that the Bible said that Simon noticed her. Don't you miss that. Whenever you start giving God some praise, even the devil notice you. Whenever you start opening your mouth and telling God how much you're thankful, even demons recognize you. Yes, the demons are not intimidated that people who don't mind don't want to praise God. But the moment you start praising God and say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Even devils tremble at your shout. Now look at your neighbor in your row and say, if you ain't got nothing to say, just sit there and look cute. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, how he woke me up this morning, started me on my way, put clapping in my hands, running in my feet, I got to show him some attention. I got to give him some affection. And I got to give him some appreciation. Come on, sit down. Y'all messing up the DVD. The Bible says that Simon does not do anything for Jesus. But look at verse 39. The Bible said that Simon responded to this woman who shows Jesus appreciation. Who gave Jesus some uninterrupted attention. Who gave Jesus some affection. Verse 39 says that Simon says within himself, if what and who Jesus was a prophet, he would have known what kind of woman 
than she is. Now, Dr. Scott, I don't have time to argue right here because we know that Simon is not a prophet. He's Simon the Pharisee. So if Simon is a Pharisee, how come Simon know what kind of woman she is? How can I preach up in here? I said, how come Simon knows what kind of woman she is when Simon is not a prophet? He's a Pharisee. Can I argue right here? Furthermore, Reverend Bill, how does the woman know where Simon live unless she been there before? Can I preach up in here? How can I... I wonder I had some women up in here how he knows she's a sinner unless he's one of what she is because judgmental people only know what you are because they are what you are whenever people are judging you over stuff it's because that's their issue that's their struggle that's their problem whenever people are pointing finger and they are throwing stones they forget that they also live in a glass house Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you better be careful from whom you judge. Because I may not look good on the outside, but on the inside, I'm like fire. Shut up in my bone. Uh, it reminds me, it reminds me. Uh, I hope the cameraman can zoom in on my makeup. Uh, I hope the cameraman can zoom in on my makeup. Uh, uh, my makeup look good this morning, right? Uh, and this morning around 745, uh, I had a makeup person to come to my hotel uh, and make me a, uh, because I'm not like Beyonce, I did not wake up like this. Uh, come on, preach up in here. I had to get my eyelashes, I had to get my brush, and because I am on a secure floor in the hotel, uh, I had to go downstairs and bring my makeup artist upstairs. I went downstairs in the lobby looking for my makeup artist, and normally my makeup artist is a female. She's African American and she is fly. But while I'm in the lobby waiting on my makeup artist sister Kim. It was a brother with a baseball cap on his head. 99 tattoo on his leg. 55 on his arms. And may I tell you his polish. He had black nail polish. I don't even wear nail polish. I was trying not to be like Simon. I was trying not to judge him. He introduce himself. He said, I'm from Cuba. They sent me to do your makeup. I said, you gonna do my makeup? I said, okay, okay. Uh, have you been vaccinated? He said, I'm vaccinated. I said, well, let's go ahead and go upstairs. He started laying out the brush. I was trying to not be like Simon. Uh, but I kept on watching the tattoo on his neck. The tattoo on his arm. The tattoo on his leg. I said, God, what are you trying to do? I'm going to St. Paul Baptist Church. I got to represent it's my big brother place. Uh, but the brother started drawing the stuff on my eye. Put the eyelashes on my arm. Put the brush on my arm. And I look as good as Beyonce. I'm trying to tell somebody, uh, some of you are missing out on your blessing uh, because you're judging people on the outside. Uh, Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't care what the mailman looks like as long as he got mail. I don't care if he got tattoos. I don't care if his polish is nail. As long as he got nail with my name on it, I will answer the doorbell. The Bible said, can I 
preacher up in here. The Bible says that Simon said within himself. And look what Simon says within himself. He said, if Jesus was a prophet, he would have known what kind of woman this is. For she is a sinner. And in Jesus act we see, or in Jesus demonstration, we see that Jesus extended to this woman what we need and that is the gift of acceptance. Photographer, if you're going to take a picture, take it on this side. This is my better side. I notice Jesus, notice Jesus. Jesus never stopped the woman. Pastor Scott, notice Jesus never stopped the woman from kissing on him. Jesus never stopped the woman from giving him affection. Jesus never stopped the woman from giving him attention. Jesus never stopped the woman from giving appreciation. In fact, Jesus never condemned her. He never judged the woman. Although she broke all traditional rules and culture, she took her hair down in public. She showed affection in public. And I believe at the last Sunday in the month of Women History Month, there are some women who are going to be like Judge Jackson, who don't mind breaking cultural rules. Ah, the earth may be against you. And they said you're not qualified for the Supreme Court. But when the hand of God is upon you, it doesn't matter what devil is against you. Because no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. I wonder if I got a thousand people at the sound of my voice who understand that if God be for you, it doesn't matter what man says about you. Because your future is not in the hands of man, it's in the hands of God. I need a thousand people to holler back at me and say my life is in the hands of the God who created the universe. Bible said he does not judge I looked down your row and said there's no judgment on this row I don't care if you got on what you got on I'm just glad you came to church this morning and after two years of COVID I hope we got over what people wear to church after two years of COVID I don't care if you got a dress a skirt on I'm just glad you in the house because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. I'll shout in here's up sneaker. I said I'll shout with whatever I got on. The Bible says that Jesus does not condemn her. Jesus does not judge her. Jesus does not rebuke her big brother. All Jesus does is Jesus give her exactly what we're looking for. Jesus extended to her the gift of acceptance. Well, what is the gift of acceptance? Somebody say, what is, what is? What is the gift of acceptance? When we accept ourselves and when we accept others, it means, number one, we leave the judgment of our lives and their lives in the hands of God. Let me say that again. Whenever we accept ourselves and whenever we accept others, we leave the judgment of their 
their lives in the hands of God. Look at Romans chapter 14 verse 4. It says, who are you to judge another man's servant? Who are you to say who's going to heaven or who's going to hell? Who are you to tell God who he can use and who he cannot use? Who are you to tell God who he can bless and who he cannot bless? Paul says in Romans chapter 14 verse 4, he said, who are you to judge another man's servant? But number two, whenever we accept someone and whenever we accept ourselves, we focus on the essential and not the incidental. God, I said, whenever we accept somebody, my goodness, we focus on the essential. The brother knew how to do makeup. The incidental was the tattoo on his body. And when I got past the tattoo, I realized the brother is gifted to do what the brother does. And that some of us, we struggle with that. We're so focusing on the incidental. What kind of car they're driving. What kind of house they're living in. How much money they got in their bank account. If they're married or they're single. That's an incidental. Every now and then when I'm traveling around the country, somebody will always ask me, are you married or single? I said, what that got to do with the anointing? Can I preach up in here? Don't you judge me because I ain't got a finger on this finger. Judge me because God has called me. Is there anybody at the sound of my voice who said in 2021, I am not going to focus on the incidental. I am going to focus on the essential. Romans chapter 14 verse number 17 says, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating. It's not a matter of drinking. But it's about righteousness. It's about peace. It's about joy in the Holy Ghost. If you got peace, if you got joy, and you got the Holy Ghost, you got the essential. I may not have a BMW, but I got peace. I may not be living in a mansion, but I got joy. I may not have a million dollar, but I got the Holy Ghost. Because the stuff don't make me, I make the stuff. Can I preach up in here? Look at your neighbor and say, the stuff don't make me, I make the... I make the stuff, the stuff. The Louis don't make me. The Gucci don't make me. The car don't make me. In fact, if I lose it all and I still got King Jesus, I got more than enough to start all over with. Is there anybody lost anything the last two years? But you still got your joy. You still got your peace. You still got your dance. You still got your praise. Then you ought to open your mouth and say, I still got the essential. Acceptance is not giving up. Acceptance is not giving up on becoming more better as a human being. Acceptance is not giving up the desire or not taking the step to be better in your job or your relationship or your family or your friends. No, acceptance is not in the absence of correction. Did y'all catch it? Acceptance is not the absent of correction. But acceptance is the gift we give ourselves. And the gift we give others. And we leave the judgment of their lives in the hand of God. 
Acceptance is realizing that this moment is already unfolding as it is. My goodness, acceptance means that we are where God wants us to be. It is exactly in the place that the Lord will have us to be. Simon looked at the woman from her past. Oh my God, Jesus looked on the other hand. He looked at the woman in her present and he looked at the woman in her future. And you got a choice this morning. You can either look at your life over your past. And when you look at your your life through your past, you will feel shame or remorse over the thing you've done in your past. But I'm so glad Paul said, I'm forgetting those things which are behind. And I press towards the mark of the price of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Jesus. I don't know how y'all do it at St. Paul, but do me a favor and just look back at your past and wave your past goodbye. Come on, everything you've done in the past is already under the blood. Every mess up you made is already under the blood. And the only reason why the devil reminds you of your past is because he doesn't know your future. Because if the devil knew your future, he will leave your past alone. I feel like preaching right here. The only reason I got the shout I got it's cause I did some stuff in my past that should have destroyed me that should have killed me that should have wiped me out but the Lord still woke me up this morning are there anybody out there now if you haven't done any mess in your past just sit there and look cute and sing that national anthem I shall not be moved but if you've done anything in your past and you know God should have killed you in your past but he's a God of grace and he's a God of mercy then you ought to open your mouth and give God your best praise and say this is the day that the Lord has made I will wish and be glad in this listen whenever we practice whenever we give people the gift look at your neighbor say I'm giving you the gift of acceptance who give it to them give it to them I'm giving you the gift of acceptance you see pastors cut whenever we extend to people uh, the gift of acceptance we look past the past and we look at them in their present and in their future how do we practice the gift of acceptance we practice acceptance by releasing the need of our ego to constantly judge others. Ooh, I just said a mouthful. I said we practice the gift of acceptance by releasing the need of our ego to constantly judge others out of fear. Simon is judging the woman because Simon is afraid. You see, whenever you are insecure, whenever you are filled with fear, whenever you're filled with fear of the unknown, whenever you're filled with fear of things that you don't understand, you you tend to always be cast in judgment on others. The Bible said Simon said within himself. And by the way, let me remind you, God is a mind reader. Can I preach up in here? The Bible said that Simon said within himself, if Jesus knew what and what kind of woman this is that touched him, he wouldn't allow it. And for some strange reason, Jesus read Simon's mind. Oh, I came to tell somebody he's reading your mind yes I can't see beyond the mask if you got a smile or if you got a frown but I'm so glad that God is 
a mind reader. He reads Simon's mind and he begins to have a question with Simon. He began to have a conversation with Simon. He said, Simon, I've got something to say unto you. And Simon said, say on. And my goodness, Jesus began to say on. He said, there are two people who owed. And because we are in Charlotte, let's call the creditors Wells Fargo and Bank of America. I was downtown last night or uptown. There is Wells Fargo all over uptown. So he said, there are two people who owed Wells Fargo some money. Somebody owed a hundred thousand dollars and the other one owed fifty thousand dollars. Just wink at me if you got a creditor. In fact, just go ahead and throw that creditor name out there. It may be Wells Fargo. It may be Bank of America. It may be student loan, whatever it is. We all know what it is to owe somebody some money. We all know what it is. I owe, I owe so off to work. I got to go. Don't like my job, but I owe, I owe. So I got to go to work. Is there anybody out there? My goodness, there are these two people who owed Wells Fargo. One owed a hundred thousand dollars and the other one owed fifty. And Jesus said to Simon and neither one of them can repay the loan. Have you ever been there between the devil and the deep blue sea? Have you ever been there between a rock and a hard place? You're trying to pay off the loan, but my goodness, everything that could go wrong, go wrong. If it ain't the dog, it's the cat. If it ain't the cat, it's the house. If it ain't the house, it's the car that breaks down. There is somebody at the sound of my voice. My goodness, you're trying to pay off that loan, but every time you try, something happens. If it ain't COVID, it's gas price rising. If it ain't gas price, it's Ukraine and Russia fighting. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Can I encourage somebody? The Lord told me at the beginning of this year that 2022 was going to be the year of the supernatural. He said, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And the Lord said, when you have done all you can, just stand. I come to just prophesy to 50 of y'all that God is going to make it happen for you supernaturally. I just need 50 of y'all, not the rest of y'all. I said there's 50 of y'all who said I'm believing God by the end of this year. I'm going to be able to cancel that debt. I need you to shout over cancellation. I don't need you to shout over clothes. I don't need you to shout over cars. I don't need you to shout over crib. But I hear the prophetic word of the Lord that there's somebody's debt that is getting ready to be canceled. I dare you to shout like it's yours. Now, if you ain't got no debt, just sit there and look cute. But where are the people out there who said, I'm tired of Wells Fargo calling me? I'm tired of Bank America calling me. But I'm believing God that He's about to bless me. Press down, shaking together. says that there are two where there are two creditors I don't know I don't know if it was two men pastor Scott or two women but there are two creditors and they and they both owed some money and when they could not pay it 
My goodness, they were forgiven. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, okay, y'all miss your cue right there. They were forgiven. Uh, you do know that there is a debt that we owe. Uh, for the wages of sin is death. Uh, oh, come on up in here. But thank God the gift of God uh, is eternal life. Uh, there was a debt that I owe uh, that I could not pay. Uh, that's why he sent Jesus uh, to pay the ultimate price. Uh, so I can be free uh, from the debt Oh, is there anybody out there? The greatest debt is not in terms of money. It's in terms of your sin. And whenever you live in sin, you cannot pay your debt. But thank God Jesus came and he took the place. He became poor so I can be rich. He became broke so I can be blessed. He became a sinner so I can be a saint. Somebody ought to clap your hand and thank God for paying the the ultimate debt. He said there are two. Somebody said two. There are two. There are two creditors who owed Wells Fargo. One owed a hundred and the other one owed fifty. And when they could neither of them pay. Oh my God. That's why, that's why you can't judge people. Because your credit card may not be as much as mine's. And your credit score may not be as bad as mine. Can I preach up in here? Ooh, you can't roll your eyes talking about she got all these student loans and you still got credit card loans. Come on, preacher. Come on, come on. Can I preach? You can't judge. You can't judge. Because it doesn't matter whether you owe 50 or you owe 100. We both owe something. Come on up in here. Oh, come on. I wish I had somebody. Sister Kim, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because when Jesus shows up, he's an equal opportunity God. Ooh, that's a shout right there. I said he's an equal opportunity God. If he did it for your mama, he'll do it for you. If he brought your daddy out, he'll do it for you. Is there anybody out there who said he's no respecter of person? And he's the same yesterday. Today, he forgave them both. And Jesus asked Simon the question, which of them will love him more? Oh my God. Now I know why you shout. To the level you shout. Now I know why you praise him. To the level you praise him. Because if you've only been forgiven a little, then you're just going to give him a little shout. Then you're just going to give him a little praise. But I did not come for the people who were forgiven a little. I came for the thousand of y'all who knew that your debt was so big, you can't even get around it. And every time you think about it, you got to shout like you lost your mind. We got to get out of here, organist. But look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if the Lord only bless you a little, then give him a little clap. Then give him a little shout. Then give him a little dance. But if the Lord has done something that you never thought that he would do, you would open your mouth and give... seconds to open your mouth and shout like you lost your mind. You got 19 seconds to scream. You're about to go crazy. You got 10 seconds to throw your head back and tell God thank you for picking me up. Thank you for forgiving me. If the Lord has forgiven a big deal, then the less you ought to do is give God the biggest shout you got. I said the biggest shout. Let everything. I said 
praise the Lord. If you got hands, you ought to praise him. If you got feet, you ought to praise him. If you're in your right mind, let Jesus said, Simon, which of them, 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 to you ladies, come close again, just a little for me, right there, which of them, which of them, which of them, which of them will praise him more, which of them, the one who who was released of 50,000, or the one who was released about that, which of them, which of them, which of, which of them will shout more, which of them will scream more, which of them will holler more, which of them will dance more, I dare you to holler in here. Oh my goodness. Now listen, Pastor Scott. I don't know which of them was forgiven most until they started shouting. Hey, God, I feel that. Oh, where, where you at? Where you at? Which of them has been forgiven most? Because the one who has been forgiven most is going to scream a little louder. He's going to holler a little bit louder. He's going to dance a little louder. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, excuse me. Because I know what I've been forgiven of. I know what he delivered me from. I know what he brought me out. I know what he brought me through. So with my mask on my mouth and practicing social distancing, I got enough room to wave my hands. She loves the word. Wait, wait, which are your daughter? She she got it right there. Which of them will love him more? And Simon said, I suppose, I so I suppose the one who has been forgiven the most. And I love the next verse. You got insurance for the building? Okay, because when I say this, if they catch it, they're going to tear the place up. The Bible says, and he turned from Simon and said, do you see this woman? Oh God, y'all missed it right there. Okay, okay, slow motion. He turned, I'm in verse 44. Then he turned towards the woman and he says to Simon, do you see this woman? Okay, sis, come here, come here, come here real fast. Come on, come on. Pastor Scott, you stand right here for me. Sis, right here. Stand right here. Ever since before verse 44, he's been talking to Simon. He's been talking to Simon, but his back is turned on the woman. Ooh, Jesus, help me. I said he's been talking to Simon, but his back is turned on the woman. And that's a word for somebody that God is releasing a back blessing. God, ooh, I said back pay. Y'all ain't ready for me. Somebody about to get back pay. I don't know who it is. By God, you've been over some back pay and God told me before this year is over he's going to release the back pay tell us somebody he's got his back against the woman and he's talking to Simon but verse 44 the Bible says he shifts from oh my God can I pray 
preacher's thing, he shifts from talking to Simon and he said, do you Simon, do you see this woman? I come to holler to the thousand women in here. God told me to tell you he sees you. Oh my God, where the women at? I said, where the women at? I said, where the women at? Your boss haven't seen you. Your husband haven't seen you. Your job hasn't seen you. But the Lord told me to tell you, he sees you. He saw you crying last night. He saw you weeping last week. He saw you asking God to perform a miracle. And the Bible says he's come to see about you. I said he's come to see about you. Somebody open your mouth and give God a shout. Give God a shout. He's come to see about you. He's come to see about you. I said he's come to see about you. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. But somebody open your mouth. He's come to see about He sees you. He sees you. Up in the balcony, he sees you. Under the balcony, he sees you. He sees you. And he's come to see about you. He turned. He turned. He turned. Somebody just turn for me. Just turn. Just turn. Just turn, go ahead. Every time I turn around, come on, turn. Come on, every time I turn around, come on, just turn. He said, every time I turn around, he keeps on blessing me. Who got every t- Come on, just turn where you are. Come on, turn, turn. You got to work out it. Come on, turn. Every time I turn around, he keeps on blessing me. That's what he did for Joseph. Joseph said, what you meant for evil came to tell somebody what COVID meant for evil. God said, I'll turn it around for your good. I need somebody to turn, turn, turn. I need somebody to turn, turn, turn. Right where you are, turn, turn. He said, whatever. a conversation with Simon but now his back, his back, his face to Simon and he said, Simon you see this woman I've been in your house and you haven't kissed me, I've been in your house and you haven't washed my feet I've been in your house and you didn't give me attention you didn't give me affection you didn't give me appreciation but this woman but this woman, don't go that low organist. But this woman, from the day, from the day, from the moment I step in the house, she's given me affection, she's given me attention, she's given me appreciation. And then Jesus said to the woman, woman, oh my God. He said, woman, my God, y'all gotta catch it. He said, woman, my God. He said, woman, 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 woman from Charlotte, North Carolina, woman from Birmingham, Alabama, woman from Trinidad, women who had kids out of wedlock, women who went through a divorce, women who had to file for bankruptcy, women who has cancer in their body, women who are wrapped with any disease, women who can't find a job. He said, woman, woman, woman. Listen, Pastor Scott, look how personal he is. He didn't group us all together. He didn't say women. He said, woman. Oh, God, y'all gotta catch it. It's the same phrase that he used in the book of Genesis. 
when he put Adam to sleep. And my goodness, and he created woman. Woman, I know you're ups and you're down. Woman, I know you're in and you're out. Women, I know your security. Woman, I know what you're feeling. He looked at the woman for the first time. For the first time in her life, somebody is looking at her. For the first time in her life, he's looking at her not through the eyes of sex. For the first time in her life, he's looking at her not to try to get something from her. But for the first time in her life, he's looking at her and he's giving her something she's been looking for. That's why she got 25 Louis Vuitton. He's giving her something she's been looking for. That's why she got 42 Gucci's. She's looking for something she's been looking for love in all the wrong places. She's been looking for love in all the wrong faces. But this morning her search is over. Jesus looked at the woman and he said, I got something that you can't get at Macy's. I got something that you can't get at eBay. I got something that you can't buy at JCPenney. I got something that Louis can't give you. I got something that the Gucci can't give you. I got something that your extension can't give you. I got something that your weaves can't give you. And Jesus looked at her and he said, I got a gift for you. And it's the gift of acceptance. I got to get out of here. But I need somebody to stretch out your hand because the Lord told me to come by St. Paul and tell you he's got a gift for you. And the gift is not a shoes. The gift is not a man. The gift is not a car. The gift is not a house. It's the gift of acceptance. I need somebody to stretch your hand and say I receive the greatest gift and that is the gift of acceptance. Judge me if you want, but I'm accepted. Come to me if you want, but I'm accepted. Turn your back on me if you want, but I am accepted because greater love is no man than a man can lay down his life for his friend. Thanks for having me, St. Paul. God bless you real good. I hope you were blessed. But I've seen the lightning flash and I've heard the thunder roll. I've seen sin breaking dash and I've bowed to my soul. But I heard, I said I heard the voice of Jesus. He promised he promised never to leave me and never to leave me alone. Wrap your hands around your body. Wrap your hands around your body and say, I got the gift of acceptance. You see, Pastor Scott, because of the pandemic, I haven't been able to hurt nobody. Because of the pandemic, I haven't been able to eat with nobody. Because of the pandemic, I haven't been able to travel with nobody. But I'm so glad I learned that the joy I get does not depend on anybody. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, whatever you need, it's already in you. So wrap your hands around yourself and prophesy to yourself. I may be black and I may be ugly, but I'm here and I got the gift 
stand. Come on, stand. I got the gift. And here's the thing, real soft musician. And the gift looks good. And the gift looks good. And what's the gift? The gift is not the Gucci. Oh, that looks good on you too. The gift is not the weave. Yeah, that looks good on you too. The gift is not the extension. That looks good on you. But it's the gift of acceptance. I've been around the world. You know it. Pastor, I've been around the world and I've seen the prettiest women with the lowest self-esteem. I've been around the world. You know it. I preach for Bishop Dake Drake's a woman that lose 2014, did Mega Fest in 2016. I've been all those places. You can Google it. And I used to battle with the gift of acceptance. Am I good enough? Am I gifted enough? Am I anointed enough? Am I this enough? Am I dad enough? Am, am I this and am I that? Am I this and am I that? Until I read that passage. Every morning, I just breathe in the gift called acceptance. Doesn't mean I'm not working to improve my life. Doesn't mean there's no room for correction. But what it does mean, Bill, is if I never grow long here, and I'm not planning on it, if I never learn to cook a meal, you do know I'm from Trinidad and can't cook one Trinidad dish. No. Nope. I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, this year I'm believing God. I'm believing God. I'm believing God for my boys. I said, but don't get it twisted. If he don't show up, I'm still going to Punta Canta. I'm still going to take myself on vacation. I'm still going to paint my toenails. I'm going to still look good. Because I got the gift. Let me pray for you. Father, lift your hands all over. I don't know how y'all do it in the pandemic, but there's some women here. And brothers, thank you for, for cheering me on. Thank you. But, but, and there's some brothers also who may be battling with that gift of acceptance. And if that's who you are, and you just want prayer, just lift your, give me your right hand. Give me your right hand. Give me your right Father, I pray for, for those of us who find ourselves. We got the car, we got the house, we got the job. We got it all, Pastor Scott. But really on the inside, we're tormented like Simon. But today we receive that gift. And we thank you for the gift of acceptance that has nothing to do with anything we accomplish, anything we buy. Thank you for that gift. And Father, I pray for every young person that we will breathe that gift in them. Every teenager, 
teenage boy and teenage girl. Their suicide is rising. People are checking out. We pray that when we go home today, that we will give our family member that gift of acceptance. That child that got 20 tattoos and second child and not married him. That boy who's still in and out on that rehab program. That husband that sometimes don't appreciate you. That wife that don't show you affection. That ministry that you've been serving in and pastor might have overlooked you and didn't mention your name. Or that job you're going to tomorrow and you've given your life to that job. And you've been working from sunup to sundown. And it looks like everybody is getting promoted but you. The gift of acceptance is yours today. Would you reach up and grab it? Put both hands up and reach. grab it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, you can leave here today like Simon the Pharisee or you can leave like the woman who's been forgiven. Oh my God, you can leave like Simon. You know, Pastor Scott, the gift really that Jesus brought to the house, he was trying to give it to Simon. Because Simon is the host. You always bring a gift to the host. But Jesus can give him the gift because he can get beside himself. And yet Jesus said, I wasn't going to leave the house with a gift. I got to give it to somebody. And that gift was given to that woman. And what do you do when you get a gift? Oh my God. Who was that word for today? 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 Listen, we're about to get out of here. If you could give me five minutes, those that's watching us on Zoom, as well as those that are in the house. I want to offer you this gift that Dr. Jasmine, can we give my sister, Dr. Jasmine Skirlock? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Let me just say before I open the doors of the church, our father is proud. He's smiling from heaven. He's saying, that's my girl. Look at her. This is Dr. Charles Edward Booth's daughter, especially in the spirit. And we just claim him in the flesh as well. And he is so proud. I don't know about you. I miss him so dearly. And um, yeah, he, he's smiling. He's smiling, looking down. I, I want to offer you this gift that Dr. Jasmine preached about, that gift of acceptance. And Jesus is so ready to accept you. If you'll just take the gift right now. So I want you to do me this favor if you would. Um, I know we've gone over what some folks would say is our time. But when the spirit moves, you just let the spirit have his way. Am I right? Didn't I tell you all she was going to bless us tremendously? My God. 
And what a way to end Women's Week here. I want to lead you in this prayer, short prayer of new life, short prayer of acceptance, of acceptance. And if this prayer hits you, if it's meant for you, if you believe it in your head, in your heart, your mind, your spirit, I want you to acknowledge that acceptance of new life, of forgiveness, of a brand new start. And on Facebook or on our social media platforms, as well as in the house, I'm going to let you know what you need to do. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. If you would pray this prayer for those of us who have a relationship, it's a reminder. So that's why we all do it together. But if this prayer is meant for you, I want you to do something in just a moment. Repeat after me. God, I thank you for forgiving me and accepting me where I am. Because I know in you accepting me, you're going to make me what you want me to be. I've messed up. I've fallen short. I need a savior in my life. I believe you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I believe you raised him from the dead. And I believe one day he's coming back. But until then, send your Holy Spirit into my life so I can live for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray this prayer. Amen. If you're in the house right now and you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you just prayed that prayer. You meant that prayer. You're sincere about that prayer. You want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Is it really that easy? Yes, it is. If I'm talking to you, you've never been baptized or maybe you were baptized. You didn't understand it when you were younger, but now you get it. You want to have a relationship with God for real, for real, for real. Do God the pleasure right now. If that's you, that prayer was meant for you. Would you hold up your hand wherever you are? Hold up your hand. If that was meant for you, would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. If that was meant for you, hold up your hand. Hear me and hear me well. And I want you, if the Lord is moving on you right now, if you're in the balcony on the floor, you got your hand up. Would you please come down? I don't want you to leave this place without knowing you are love. God wants a relationship with you. If that's you right now, you you want that acceptance. I want you to uh, I want you to walk in agreement with the acceptance that God has for you. Would you come on down? Somebody saying, "I'm scared. I'm they're gonna judge me." Ain't nobody judging you because all of us in here, the Lord has had to do the same thing with us. If that's you, would you go ahead and move right now? If I'm talking to you, would you go ahead and move? Would you go ahead? and move would you go ahead and move if you're watching us online if you're watching us online either on facebook on our website if you're watching us online and you want a relationship with god i want you to do me this favor type salvation in the chat when our digital minister is going to reach out to you let you know what the next steps are if you're watching us on youtube on telephone or on the zoom congregation i want you to email us at connect at spbcnc.org or call us at 704-334-5309. Leave your name and your number. And somebody by 5 o'clock tomorrow is going to reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are for salvation. To be baptized. To become part of the body of Christ here at St. Paul Church through baptism. There may be someone here saying, listen, Pastor, I'm saved. I have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but I don't have a church home. I'm just bouncing around from place to place. But guess what? I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. So if you're in the physical sanctuary, you don't have a church home. You're not connected to a church. You had not been connected for a long time. I would love 
for you to do life with us and we do life with you. If I'm talking to you right now, would you do God the pleasure and do me a favor? Would you just hold up your hand right now? If you don't have a church home, would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? I see you, my sister. I see you, my brother. If you got your hand up, if I could be your pastor, would you just go ahead and make that bold step right now? I would love for you to come on down. Amen. We're going to celebrate you. We're going to celebrate you. Can we celebrate? Come on. Come on. Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? Is that someone coming from the balcony? Come on. Come on. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise, y'all. We could do a whole lot better than that. Let's give God praise. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. We could do a whole lot better than that. God bless you. God bless you. Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? St. Paul, come on. Let's lift the rafters. Let's celebrate what God is doing in this place. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Will there be another? Will there be another? Will there be another? I'm going to actually stay right there. Amen. I'm a social distance. Amen. But we are certainly excited about what God is doing. Will there be another? 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 Hey. I want to do one more thing if I could. If you're watching us online, if you're watching us online and you're saying, hey, I'm here temporarily. If you're in the house saying, hey, I'm temporarily here. I'm not going to stay long, but I would just love to roll with you all for the time that I'm here. That's called Watch Care. And you can unite with us under Watch Care. We'll watch over you until you go back home. If that's you and you're in the house right now, if you don't want to give up your membership at your home church, but you just want to roll with us while you're here. Would you hold up your hand? 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 Amen. 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 Let's give God praise. St. Paul, take your seat. We're getting ready to get out of here. Let me say to the two that have come, first of all, thank you. God bless you all. I want to maintain social distance, but we're delighted that you all have come. Do you have everything that you need as far as your, did you leave anything in your seat? You got everything you got? You got everything you need? Amen. I'm going to ask that you will follow these persons that's in our, my, my, my left, your right. They're going to let you know what the next steps are. But on your way, I'm just going to do the elbow bump. Amen. Because of social distance. But we're going to give you all the biggest cheer. We're going to cheer louder for you than the Panthers and the Hornets and the FC Club. So, God bless you. Would you go on? God bless you. God bless you. Come on, let's give God praise. Come on, let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Listen, we've been blessed in an incredible way. Can you do me one more favor? Can you celebrate the woman of God, the Reverend Dr. Jasmine Skirlot? Were you all not blessed by her word? Listen, we're getting ready to get out of here, starting from the balcony down to the lower level. Follow the directions of our ushers to move quickly. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. Just remain in your seat. God, we thank you, oh my God, for an incredible day. For an incredible week as far as revival is concerned. For the word that has been dropped in this house every time one of these preachers spoke. And now, God, as we get ready to leave from this place and this space, but never your presence, keep us in your sovereign care. Until we're able to come back together again in work, witness, word, or worship. Thank you for an incredible service. It is in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. And we say, amen. Come on, give God praise. Do me a favor, follow the directions of our ushers. They're going to get you out of here real quickly. And so thank you all so very much. God bless you all.